Kelly Spears, and this is The Dirt, where we dig deep with those helping to feed the world. Episode 17, Leslie Kelly. Today, I am super excited. I am sitting down with Leslie Kelly. Um, and first of all, I just want to congratulate you um, for being my first Canadian. Yay! I'm going to say about and Tim Hortons a lot. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> um, that sounds really bad, but um, Leslie is, going, is from Canada. So um, I'm hoping to be able to talk to her a little bit today about her thoughts and experiences with farming in Canada, as well as um, a lot of other things. So Leslie, if you could start us off by just telling us a little bit about yourself um, so that whoever is watching or listening can maybe get to know you a little better. Yeah, you betcha. (laughs) I am a wife, uh, a mother of two little boys, a farmer, a marketer by trade, and I farm with my mom and my dad and my brother and my husband up here in Saskatchewan. Uh, We are a grain farm. And then in in my spare time, I am a co-founder of Do More Egg, where it is a, a not-for-profit organization that focuses on the mental health of all of our Canadian farmers. I'm on the board for Sask Wheat, and my husband and I, we love to travel um, and do things with our family. So you'll see me likely in the wintertime running to the hockey rink or running on country roads in the summer. Awesome. Yeah. So you're a very busy woman. Um, so I'm glad that I got to steal you away for a few minutes just to kind of chat through some stuff. Um, but you mentioned that you kind of farm with your family growing up. Was that something you kind of always knew you wanted to do or how did you kind of end up where you're at today? Yeah, no, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't have any aspirations of farming, or even being involved in agriculture. I thought uh, when I went to university, that I didn't choose uh, to go into an agriculture college, um, because I thought that either meant I had to farm or become an agronomist. So I, I had uh, sights on living in the big city, and being involved in marketing, I wanted to work for a large ad agency, uh, you know, be the Donald Draper and the creative <laughs> director. And that's what I did. Yeah. So I took, uh, I went to the College of Commerce in Saskatoon at the University of Saskatchewan. And when I graduated, uh, I took a right hand turn. So rather than go to the big city that I wanted to do, I met my husband uh, when I was in university and he, he wanted to farm. So uh, I decided to to venture into agriculture. I took my first job right out of school working for Cargill, and that kind of set my my uh, new direction because what I found out is I got to meet and hear from different farmers and I got farm versus you know going beyond my family farm. So what I loved most about that. Um, that job and that where my I knew where I belonged is hearing every farm and their story and every farmer had an amazing story and that really refueled my passion to be more involved in agriculture then uh, what I did was afterwards I but I wasn't involved in marketing I still really love this uh, this marketing and creative spirit that I had so uh, my next job was where both of these worlds collided agriculture and marketing and I was agriculture marketing manager in Alberta. And then eventually, uh, my husband and I moved back to Saskatchewan. I still uh, enjoyed my marketing career, but I left that about a year ago, and now we are full-time on the farm. 
So with you kind of making now a transition, um, kind of, I don't want to say corporate world, but kind of a little bit back to the farm. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was corporate world. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> how, how has that uh, transition been for you? It was really hard, you know, at the start or like when I left my job, I cried. I felt like, you know, all the, my dreams and, you know, the hard work that I put in for over 15 years was, I was leaving it behind. But what I realized was the things that I learned in my marketing career, my corporate job, working with a team, uh, being a leader on a team, it really helped me. Um, carve my path or help the farm in other ways. Because here I thought, you know, I'm not going to um, be, you know, an equipment operator. I'm just not good with running equipment. I'm on the Z team when they need backup. But here I, you know, I have... I have skills and experience in human resources. I have skills and experience in marketing. I have skills and, and experience with people and strategy. So that's where I've kind of fits or found my place on the farm. And it's, you know, having um, everyone on the farm with different skills. My husband's more on the mechanics my hu- or my brother's more on, you know, the, the inputs and the fertilizer and the marketing and then my dad as well marketing too. So we kind of have our own little roles and all coming together. It really works. Right. The, the phrase, it takes a village, right? That's definitely. It does. <laughs> it does. And it takes the pressure off other people. If they, like my husband just doesn't want to sit down and, and do the things that I might really enjoy doing. So it takes the pressure off of, you know, with farming uh, where we have to be everything to everyone. So we, we found our groove and where we add um, our skills and our expertise. Right. And you mentioned too, you kind of, when you were still uh, working for some of those large companies, you got to uh, listen to and talk to farmers and really understand their stories. How mm-hmm. has talking with those people maybe impacted how you guys do things or how you choose to share your story? Yeah, it's uh, being able to hear from farmers, meet different farmers, um, whether that's in different sectors or different areas of the world. It is a very humbling experience because you might not take everything that one farmer does and then go and apply it to your farm, but you can find little pieces. It's like, oh, well, that piece of equipment works well here. I wonder how that would work here. Or this farming practice or what they do with their teams, what they do with their employees, um, how they celebrate. Um, they're even on my end, like how, how meals are done. So I've taken little things um, from different farms. And then what we've done is, and we've talked about it uh, on our farm, we try to do at least a few things different every year to try to, you know, be more efficient, um, be, be a, a better team, how to work together. Um, so that has been a really great experience. I love hearing from farmers. The other thing that I've learned is that every farm is different. And with that comes an amazing amount of experience and humbleness and grace and patience and hard work and struggle and we're all connected in agriculture through one of those areas so um, just hearing people's stories has been one of the the greatest experiences of my life yeah absolutely I think uh, even just kind of from my end getting to talk to all of these very strong women in agriculture has been very refreshing and just Mm. a great reminder that um even though your role may not look the same as somebody else's role, everybody is still important in their, um, their own kind of special way, I guess you could say. 
exactly. And even how to tie it back to consumers is every farm is different. And so are all the consumers. And, and it's so great to be able to supply all these. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Choices in all these different products um, to people because we're all we're all different. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually really glad you brought up consumers. Um, that was going to be kind of my next segue. Um, working with consumers. So now you have, you've created a blog and uh, really kind of a brand for yourself with the high heels and canola fields. So has that allowed you to really connect more to consumers now with that role? Yeah, I, I started high heels and canola fields uh, when I was still in my marketing role. I um, was on mat leave with my second child and I thought, you know, I still want to, um, you know, keep on that creative spirit when, when right. I was uh, off work. And so I developed high heels at Canola Fields because that at the time, you know, Food Babe was going out uh, with a whole bunch of myths and Dr. Oz and my farm, uh, we actually created a snack food product when I was um, just recently out of university. And the snack food was barley grown on our farm and it was in sweet and salty clusters. And we sold that in Western Canada. So I had the opportunity of being at trade shows and sharing this product. And then we were, we were in downtown Vancouver downtown very urban urban demographic and the questions that I was getting back was you know uh it it does what does barley taste like and does it taste like beer and do you spray pesticides do you spray chemicals and what I found out is people were really interested to talk to a farmer to to know like hey this is a product that you've started from start to finish and then I I also had uh uh instances where people when they found out we were one type of farm they didn't want to talk to us there was not even the notion of a conversation it's you know we were told that we were bad farmers I was pregnant I was told I was a bad mother and so I took those to heart and that's where I started high heels and canola fields with uh, the goal of spreading my love of farming to those outside of agriculture and it's really really hard so when I found out when I started I started to write um, that it was really hard to get into that same demographic that downtown urban unless I was physically there right so it's taken a while um, but now with a few a few viral posts uh, a few viral videos I've been able to get past uh, agriculture but what I really love, and I know we talk about, it's so hard to get outside of our bubble and we just talk amongst ourselves. Well, I also see that as a great opportunity too, because um, people in agriculture were so different uh, across very large landscapes and, and land. And you know people that I don't know. So just by resharing, commenting, you're opening more um closing more doors or opening more doors and getting into do uh, to new audiences too. So that in itself is really, really powerful. So um, it's really good that we do share each other's content and um, but it is, we're always looking for opportunities to get outside that bubble um, where I've had a lot of um, opportunities outside of those viral posts and viral videos to 
talk to consumers is with mental health. Um, I never thought that our goal when we started to talk about mental health was to talk to other farmers, to help other farmers. Um, but what I learned was mental health was a great way of showing that we are alike in so many other ways outside of the farm and outside of the city. And through mental health conversations, I was able to, you know, to sit down in, at a table in downtown Montreal and talk to people who had never met a farmer before and uh, be able to be out in uh, outside of agriculture's um, boundaries, outside of our bubble and share, hey, this is what farmers are going through. This is an amazing life that uh, we're proud to be part of. But here are some of the struggles that we're that were that. Um, are happening and we can all connect through that where their struggle might be different but we connect through that emotion that pain the heartache the struggles so that has been really um, endearing and, and humbling to be part of as well yeah that's a very interesting point that you just made um using mental health as a kind of common ground for everybody because whether you're in agriculture or not agriculture or not mental health is going to be a big part of um society and being just a human being so the mm. fact that you've kind of been able to use that to like you said break the barrier I think is um first of all very creative and I don't think you did it in a way to be creative but um it how it, it kind of like you said has has opened up a whole new um group of people now that you're able to share your story with yeah and I also think it shows that you know just by you know, not everyone has to share their story in a way of like through, you know, their mental health journey, right. uh, like what my husband and I did, but it, it did what we found out. It, it, it shows vulnerability and people um, then have the courage to then share their, their story. And through that, whether inside or outside of agriculture can connect us too. Right. And what made you guys kind of want, sit down and say, hey, we're going to share our story. Um, this is why we're sharing it. What was the kind of the thought process behind, we're going to put this out there for everybody? Yeah, uh, we, so what happened was, and this was kind of the, uh, where we started uh, the conversations around starting Do More, Do More Agriculture. And my girlfriend, a fellow farmer from Saskatchewan, she put out um, a tweet that said uh, that suicide is real and stress in agriculture is real and we have to start talking about this and what we saw my husband who isn't on social media as much but i was uh keeping him up to date with the conversation that tweet really exploded and everyone was saying yes we need to talk about it we need to talk about it but uh, matt and i thought hey, well no one's still really talking about it. like we have to get to the heart of of this conversation so matt and i thought um you know we we were at a place where we thought that we were alone that you know we were we weren't good enough farmers and we were the only ones that had this type of struggle and we but through each other and with our our families were able to get more support and help but we thought hey if we if we shared what we went through and that there is hope and that there is support and there are resources out there you know it might be able to help somebody else if it just helps one person, um, then that's, that is worth it. So we did a live video where I talked about having postpartum depression 
after Copeland was born. And then Matt talked about living with anxiety and panic attacks and the farm stress and, you know, being a son-in-law coming into a family farm and trying to figure out family dynamics and financial pressures and then building two businesses to overcome financial hardships and then living away from his family because we were uh, living from, we were living in the city and he was working at the farm, which was a two hour commute. And so all these things impacted him started having panic attacks and we we were scared though like when we we sat down and we thought you know should we should we do this and what are the risks and that's where we thought or we came up with those are that's the stigma that's the stigma of not wanting to share because of what people might think what our friends might think will what will our community think and say um will this affect our, our business, our farm? And that's, that's that stigma. So that's when we realized, yeah, we, we need to talk more about this. And so after we did that video, we had an immense amount of feedback and messages and emails and phone calls of people sharing their, the, not the same story, but that same, that same heartache, that same right. pain, that same struggle, the questions. Uh, and so we thought um, after that, a few of us got together and, and thought, hey, we need need to do something more because our farmers are hurting. And that was a couple years ago. And now with Do More, um, we are a, a national organization focused on farmer mental health and bringing awareness and resources and support to to our farming community. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to commend you guys on um, sharing your story. I know that couldn't have been, like you said, couldn't have been easy to start with, but I think it's had a um, very immense impact on the farming community and um, just people being aware of it's okay a to share your story and it's okay to feel like you're going through these things as well. Cause you're definitely not, not the only one. Yeah. We share with our boys even now too. It's not, if you go through hard times, it's when you go through hard times Absolutely. and uh, helping them. Or for me, like one of my biggest goals is if they choose to farm, it's knowing that they will have the, the support and the resources and feel that they can talk about those struggles and those hardships. Right. Yeah. It's like you said, not if it's when, when, yeah. Yep. Uh, with, with all of that, what, and this is kind of a, a weird topic maybe, um, but especially kind of the difference in the countries between the U S and Canada, um, has there been anything through kind of all of this COVID situation that has made that, uh, foundation really kind of important through kind of everybody being separated and mm -hmm. all of the stresses that is being added on to the agriculture community. Has anything big kind of happened with that during these crazy times? Yeah, that's a great, great question. And as a group, as a team, uh, we thought, wow, like it's, uh, you know, we were at a place where we started two years ago to be able to be here during COVID to help farmers. And so what we did is a lot behind the scenes when uh, COVID was happening, we were in lockdown is develop, you know, and shift our strategies from being more in person. We offer in-person workshops and mental health first aid to then bring that online and uh, maneuvering through that and offering that. So, and then trying to elevate the conversation because, you know, it's so great um, to be able to sit down with your friends or, you know, at Coffee Row and talk about the weather and, um, you know, what's, what's going on. But when you don't have that, it's even harder. So um, trying to facilitate those conversations online um, 
and where, where we were able to, and then offer webinars um, online as well. So all of our hard work the past couple of years really helped us be in a place to ramp up our efforts during COVID. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think also technology has also has been great. I think from a agriculture sense of, you know, spreading the word and everything that, mm -hmm. that farmers and ranchers and agriculturalists do. But like you said, from a, from a mental health standpoint, the ability to be able to hop on a zoom and talk to somebody from anywhere or utilize resources like that um, technology, I think has, been extremely helpful in some some regards to all of that. Yeah, and then uh, for me to even advocate for how we need better technology and better internet services right. because uh, when we're so like you know being rural has its challenges where we might not have the mental health support um, or services available and we're isolated as it is. So we need a better internet and better supports to help us through those hard times. Yeah, absolutely. I, I even myself, I have. Uh, to leave one house to come to the other to make sure I have good service for right? these. <laughs> yeah, and many people in you know in urban areas might not uh, know that. So right. it's yeah, um, huge advocate for better internet service. Yeah, rural rural internet. It's the the um, nail in the coffin for some of these things for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, well, I Leslie, I like I said, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to me today. Um, but I want to uh, kind of wrap this up by asking you, um, you know, if you could share something with somebody, whether they're involved in the agriculture community or not, what's kind of a, a one-liner you might share with somebody uh, to kind of get your, your points across to them? Yeah, so I always uh, try to advocate for people because I was at a time, you know, I'm uh, a constant learner um, where, you know, every day has its challenges uh, and my life has shifted in, in many different areas or ways, things that I would never have dreamt of. Um, but for me, it's been, you know, uh, try to be your, your best version and uh, you'll get lots of advice and people telling you what to think or what to say or what to do and carve your path because it's your path. It's the right path. Um, and don't be afraid to, to show up where you might at times feel like you don't belong, show up, use your voice because your voice matters, speak up and, uh, look out for yourself, put you as number one on your priority list and look out for your neighbors. Because with that, uh, that's where, you know, that's what community is all about. Uh, agriculture is all about. And I just try to share my love of farming to those, uh, in and outside of agriculture. Excellent, Leslie. Thank you so much. Um, and where can people find you uh, on social media or website, that kind of yeah. thing? Where can people connect with you? At High Heels and Canola Fields, across social media. And if you're looking for mental health information, uh, you can find that at domore.ag. Perfect. Leslie, thank you so much. And um, I hope if people are listening or watching, they have enjoyed this. Um, I know I have a lot of good information and um, we will see everybody next week. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Ag Chicks and that the visual version of every episode can be found on YouTube on our Ag Chicks channel. We'll see y'all next time.